If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Good morning. G'day. Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you're having an awesome start to the week. I'm so excited about today's episode because we're talking about something that I love to talk about, which is... LinkedIn and content marketing. I'm just, I just think it's so amazing that we live in an age today where you can share your voice with the world so easily. And it gets me really excited. Just before I get into LinkedIn, and I've got some really good tips here if you're trying to grow your brand on LinkedIn. As I mentioned last week, I tend to get post trending most weeks, if not every week, um, without really too much effort, I have to say. Like, it's it's been pretty straightforward. Um, so I'm going to share with you what you can do to start getting that happening more often. Uh, but first, I want to talk about TikTok. So I've been really hesitant about s- signing up with TikTok. I was just like, oh, it just looks like a lot of stupid like music videos and stuff. And that's cool. Like people having fun. I don't have a problem with it, but it's just not my scene, right? And I was like, oh, I don't really get it. No, nah, no, nah, TikTok's not really my thing. And then, so I'm in this group called the Australian Podcasters Collaborative. It's run by Lyndall Harris, who runs an awesome podcast, Podcasting Tips and Tricks, which I highly, highly recommend checking out. Anyway, awesome Facebook group. I love the advice that gets shared in that group. And a while back, I was interviewed by Byron Dempsey, who uh, runs a podcast called Driven Young. And I was like, you need to join this group. It's awesome. And he's in the group. And then he shared this thing and he was like, this is what TikTok has done for me over the past month. It's awesome. Come check it out. I was looking at what he was doing on TikTok. Shout out to Byron. I think what you're doing is awesome. And he's posting clips of sort of interviews that he's done in his podcast show. And he's been posting, I think for about the last month, maybe a little bit longer now, probably two months. It looks like he started posting back in early June. And he's already got over 50,000 followers and he gets lots of views on his content. And I was really inspired by this and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing. So I just started on Friday. I signed up. It's Monday today. I've posted, I was like, I'm going to post two pieces of content every day, right? So I posted one on Friday night, two on Saturday and then two on Sunday. So, so far I've put five pieces of content up. My first piece of content within 12 hours got like 170 views, which considering that I'm like brand new to the platform isn't bad. It's now sitting on 179. Then my next post got three, it's sitting on 398 at the moment. The one after that is 385. The one after that is 578. And that was from yesterday. And the other one from yesterday has 486. So I can already see that the views have gone up. Uh, It's like a platform that's sort of like, you know, partly discover and also partly just what's in your feed, right? But you're using hashtags and that's what we're going to talk about today in regards to LinkedIn as well, the importance of hashtags and understanding how that works. So I see so many people sort of neglect that or use it incorrectly. So I'm really impressed with the fact that in just over like two and a half days, not even three days, I already have over a thousand views on a platform I've never paid any attention to. I'm not super engaged on the platform. I don't go and look at heaps of other people's content. I kind of have the content sitting there anyway, and it's very easy for me to post two one-minute clips every day. So uh, in terms of content, I'm in a really good position. Like I'm not going to run out of content anytime soon, but just being so impressed with 
the engagement rate um, and the ability to get cut through. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. I might do a full episode on TikTok into into the future, <laughs> in the future. Uh, but let's talk about LinkedIn. Okay, so there's sort of three domains of LinkedIn I want to discuss with you today. The first one is your profile page. Uh, the next one is direct messaging. And the third one is posting, so saving the best for last. So first of all, with your LinkedIn profile, one thing you need to think about is that your LinkedIn profile is like a landing page. So that might be the final piece of the journey for the person that's coming to find out more about you. What I see a lot of people do on their LinkedIn profile is it's sort of like, oh, no one's really going to look at this. And they kind of write it like that. So right from the top, it's like they've got no photo, they've got no branding, uh, they haven't put their experience in, they don't tell a story in their about me section, they don't have testimony. There's all these different aspects of your profile that LinkedIn kind of guide you through when you sign up. And it will give you actually a rating on in terms of how well you've sort of done on your profile. The biggest thing I would say is like that key piece of real estate on your LinkedIn profile page is that above the fold area, right? So that's the part that you can see without scrolling down the page. And so many people, and I see heaps of marketers do this actually, they don't have in that LinkedIn banner section, which is the the part that it's sort of like blue, it's like your cover photo. If you don't put anything in there, they just leave that blank. And that's sort of like... That's, that's that's where you can, you know, have your message about what you want people to do. That's where you can sort of go, bang, make make a great first impression. Uh, make it fun, make it pop, right? There's some people doing some really cool stuff, um, some really cool graphic designers who are doing things like comic strips and just really engaging stuff that you can stick on the top of your banner. For me, I've kept it relatively simple. I'm just like B2B, video and podcast presenter, you know, arrow down to my featured links to find out more and that kind of brings me to featured links. So featured links is a new thing on LinkedIn. I don't know. I think it's like maybe two months, three months old where you used to be able to put links in your about me section, but it was kind of really small where now it's like actually like a good size kind of preview of what the the other content that you want to show people. So if you've been on TV, if you've got an awesome case study, if you've got a banging website, like put that up in your featured link section. That's where people can find out more if they want to continue this journey with you. It establishes credibility straight away. So what we're trying to do is make a good first impression, make it clear what we do and also get people curious about finding out more about us. So it's like, if you're interested in this, here's what I do, find out more. If you're not interested, that's cool. Thanks for checking me out. See you later. If we don't make it clear what we do, then it's going to be hard for people to work out, is this someone I want to connect with? Is this someone I want to kind of, you know, find out more about and potentially work with? This rule applies whether you're using LinkedIn as a way to generate leads for your business or you're looking for a new job or, a, you know, a change in career. I don't want to, I could talk about LinkedIn profiles all day. Um, I probably will do a separate video about this and actually do it on YouTube where I can sort of demonstrate a few things. But if you think about from the mindset perspective, if you think about your LinkedIn profile page as the landing page, as like that's where a lot of people are going to stop and they're not going to bother with your website. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about from a business perspective. Um, huge, huge opportunity to make a good impression 
So that's where people are going to come. That's what people are checking out. If you connect with someone, first thing they're going to do is they're going to look at your profile. So this brings me to the second sort of domain I want to cover, which is around direct messaging. Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. I've done a few interviews with people on LinkedIn messaging and the do's and don'ts. We've got some coming up, potentially even this week. I haven't decided what I'm going to release on Wednesday yet. Uh, but if you if you want more LinkedIn stuff, tell me and I'll make sure I, I release another LinkedIn episode this week. So a lot of people go wrong with direct messaging. So direct messages is where you, you know, if, if you're not that familiar with LinkedIn, it's, it's you basically where you send, it's like your Facebook messenger, except on LinkedIn. Yeah. You have the same thing on LinkedIn. A lot of people don't realize, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people are using it really, really badly. So, and look, I made this mistake. I'm going to put my hand up and be like, yeah, I did this as well. Um, it was a few years ago. I think it was about three years ago, I was playing around with direct messenger. And in some ways, you know, being proactive and sending out sort of like a push message, which is where you sort of go like, hey, this is me, this is about me, and I'd love to connect and see how we can collaborate. Uh, It can be good for growing your audience, but also like when I was doing it a few years ago, uh, I think it also potentially didn't annoy as many people as it does now because everyone's doing it. So I haven't done that for a long time. But you can still reach out to people. Just don't reach out to people and try to sell them something. Um, so I've sp- spoken to Peter Strockob about this on LinkedIn Live. Maybe I'll post that one up this week, actually. Yeah, because that's about sales. So that that could be a good one to share. Um, what you want to do in your message is essentially just all you need to think about is like, what would I do if I was meeting this person for a coffee, right? Like you wouldn't go up to someone, sit down with them and then be like, hi, I'm Chris. I run this type of business and I teach people how to do this. Would you like to find out more about this? Click here to find out about this video, (laughs) whatever, right? I get like really bad messages. I actually did a little like comedy video about this a while back. I might link it in the show description. I was like, these are the worst direct messages I've been sent. And I sort of reenact, reenact them. But 
essentially what you're trying to do, like it's really, really valuable to reach out and connect with new people and you can do that via direct message. So when you reach out to connect with someone, do put something in the message. But don't tell your life story. Don't try to pitch or sell. Just say something like, hey, my name's Blah. Uh, I had a look at your profile, thought it was awesome, really like how you talk about this in your article, would love to connect. You know, like make it clear that you're interested in them. If you just think like that person is a human and they want to know that you're interested in them, that's kind of a good way to start a conversation. The value in doing that is you grow your network uh, and all sorts of opportunities can arise from that. So this is just like using LinkedIn as a networking platform. And Liam Redmond talked about this as well uh, earlier in this series. You can check that out to find out more about sort of best practices there. I think the key thing to understand with LinkedIn and with direct messages is that it is your opportunity to network and to get someone warmed up to actually have a conversation with you. So If you direct your connection requests to the right people, the people that you think either, you know, if you're looking for a job, you're like, these are the people who would be likely to hire or likely to interview me or likely to represent me as an agent. Those are the people that you want to connect with, right? Uh, Same with business. If you're like, well, these are the, the key decision makers who would decide whether or not they wanted to work with us or work with me, uh, they're who I'm going to reach out to. So, This is where things like making it clear who you want to talk to, actually developing uh, your your persona so that you understand who to reach out to. I'm pretty sure I did an episode about that a while back too. I'll have a look. I can't even remember. (laughs) It was so long ago. Yeah, I think I did a persona when I was talking about how to tell your story. Yeah, that's right, at the beginning of the year. The beginning of this year really to me feels like so long ago now, so... Yeah, you can check that out as well. So LinkedIn is a networking platform, right? So people want to find out more about you. They want you to find out more about them. It's not fair to expect that people are just going to be interested in you and that's it. The world doesn't revolve around you, right? You know that. That's not how you do business. It's not how you would do business in person. It's the same with LinkedIn. It doesn't mean you can't talk about business ever. It just means like when you're first meeting someone, you're not like, try to put a proposal together, right? Like it comes across desperate firstly uh, and secondly, it just annoys people. So reach out to people, um, introduce yourself, but explain primarily why you're interested in them. Not from like you could be a buyer, but actually genuinely interested in them. This is like business development 101, right? Um, Okay, so what will happen as a result of doing that of having all of these people that you're reaching out to that are the types of people that you think could buy and become your ideal client, right? So that's where that persona works really important. Or your, you know, some people call it your customer avatar. You've identified that, okay, these are the people that I want to reach out to. Uh, so I'm going to send connection requests to them. You can use tools like Sales Navigator if you also want to be able to find people like who run businesses of a certain size or who work in marketing in businesses of a certain size. Or again, uh, Liam Redman talks about this and he also has an ebook about this. So I'm not going to harp on too much about that because we kind of covered that before. But 
what we didn't cover, and I think this is so important, and I haven't really interviewed anyone who talks about this aspect of it too much. Karen Tisdell did a little bit, and this is where I want to really delve in further. It's around posting. So, which is the, the third domain and the final sort of aspect of today's episode. When you're sending out connection requests to people who you're like, I want these people to be in my network. I like what they're doing. I think we could work together and collaborate. Potentially, they could become a customer down the track. If you've got those kind of people in your network, like I I think I have now about 8,000, over 8,000 people in my LinkedIn network, right? What happens is it's not just like one touch point. It's not just like you send a message and that's it. It's like this person now is more likely to see your content. And this is where a lot of people don't understand how LinkedIn works. If you're connected with 8,000 people, right, it doesn't mean that 8,000 people are going to see every post that you post. Um, That's not going to happen. But what will happen is those people are more likely to see your content. It kind of depends how good your content is and how well it performs. You can have 20,000 people in your LinkedIn network, but if you're not posting relevant content or you're posting hardly at all or, you know, it's not good content, then that content's not really going anywhere. You're going to have to rely on things like direct message and and stuff like that a lot more. But when you sort of start looking at everything that you can do and bring together, that's where things become a lot more powerful. Now, as Karen Tisdall explained on her episode, her interview, only a very few amount of people on LinkedIn actually post. So even though there's a huge amount of uh, active LinkedIn users, and I think it's something like, so in Australia... I think we have about half half of the countries on LinkedIn and then of that, I think it's about 70% of people are using LinkedIn every day, but they use it quickly. So LinkedIn is a platform that people spend like a few minutes on, right? Maybe up to like 15 minutes a day where Facebook, you can get a lot more time spent on the platform. Same with things like YouTube, right? So people tend to be on LinkedIn, but not for a very long period of time. So you're working with sort of different constraints. So what happens when you post something is in the first hour, LinkedIn's trying to work out like, is this good content? We're just going to show it to like a few people in Lauren's network, right? We're just going to show it to like a sample size. And we're going to see what those people think of the content. And then once we do that, based on the performance of that post, then we're going to decide whether or not we share this out to more people. And then it looks at like, okay, over 24 hours now, this has been shared out to more people. How did the content go? Are people watching? Are people clicking? Are people looking? Are people sharing? People liking? Are people commenting? What's going on? And then based on that, then it's like, okay, now we'll share it with even more people. So what I've seen is like, I don't usually get a a post trending within the first day. The post is usually trending on like day three. I'm like, I sent that out like two or three days ago and, and now it's trending. And what that is, is I think what's going on, and it's a bit hard to know, or, you know, and stay up to date with the algorithm stuff, but I think what's going on is essentially it's like, oh, okay, like this has consistently gotten traction as we've shared it with more and more people. And when we've shared it in uh, where people are following the hashtags that Lauren's put in a post, it's getting uh, traction. People are interested in this content. So what some people do is they'll do something like a pod or they'll like tag people in their posts to make sure that, you know, people are starting to like it. I think that works really good 
like a year ago um, and I used to do that. I actually don't think it's so great now, um, but it depends. Like, you know, you got to test this stuff out yourself, right? So I used to be part of like a really big pod uh, where there were lots of people who would kind of jump on and like each other's posts. And what I was starting to find was that it actually meant that I wasn't exposed to other people who were in my network. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you on my feed for ages. I actually had people saying that to me. They're like, I haven't seen you on my feed for ages. I'm like, yeah, because you're not in the, you know, second degree connections of the people who are liking and engaging with my posts at the moment. I'm not sure about this. I have heard that, you know, you don't want to have more than three hashtags. That was shout out to Floris Block, actually, who has been on the show before as well, who was the one who shared that with me. I don't know if that's true or not, but I have been using three hashtags lately and it seems to be fine. The big key thing with hashtags is you pick hashtags that are one relevant and two have heaps of followers. So I see people do this stuff where they like create a hashtag that no one's following and then they only use that. And I'm like, no one's following that hashtag. doesn't mean anything. What hashtags are there for is for people to find your content. Maybe on something like Twitter, you can like, you know, create a bit of a movement on Twitter because it's fast. So you can go like, let's get this tweet trending, you know, and you can kind of do that. But on LinkedIn, it's not that kind of platform. It's not like people might see your post a day later uh, and you're looking at, how do I get people who are in my market to see my content? So for instance, if you're a leadership coach, you want to be using the leadership hashtag. It's got heaps of followers. And if you don't know how many followers a hashtag it has, all you need to do is go on LinkedIn, go to the search bar in the top and basically just type like hashtag words. So for leadership, it'd be hashtag leadership search. And then it will tell you how many people are following that hashtag. So you want to get like, a hashtag that has like a million followers or 500,000 followers, right? So for me, I usually use like branding, marketing, B2B marketing, B2B sales, content marketing. Um, Brand doesn't actually have that much, neither does brand strategy. Brand equity does. Sometimes I use leadership. Uh, Change is a good one too. I have sort of like, I just know now when I'm posting, oh, like these will probably be good ones. Podcast is okay actually as well. And you kind of get used to it. You kind of get used to like, oh, these are the kind of hashtags I want to be using for my post, but make sure it's relevant. Don't like hashtag using something. And I've seen people say this, oh, just use something that gets followed heaps. Even if your content's not about them, like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Bad call. Um, Use stuff that's relevant. Find out what people are looking for and use that in your content. The other big thing that I'm finding with LinkedIn is like video, embedded video doesn't do as well as it used to. So it used to be like, you know, LinkedIn was really, the algorithm seemed to be really optimizing video performance. So you put up a video and it get like a thousand, two thousand views, right? Now what seems to be happening is, and I think it could be to do with how long people are spending watching a video, but I'm actually finding that linking out of LinkedIn, which is gonna, it's kind of weird, right? But linking out of LinkedIn works better. So if I share a YouTube video and I put a link to the YouTube video in the post, that actually gets more views and more reach than if I share an embedded video that I've uploaded to LinkedIn. So I'm not actually really doing that too much anymore at all, really, um, because I just wasn't finding that that was working. Uh, Text posts are great. Some of my best performing posts have just been text with no image, but you need to play around with this stuff yourself. So that's why it's important to do things like content tracking, 
I actually have a little video on how to keep track of your content, which I'll put into the show notes as well. But posting is how you sort of nurture these relationships that you're building off the back of your direct messaging, right? And again, it's also where people start to go, oh, yeah, what? that's right. What does, what does Chris do again? Let me just go to his profile and have a look. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Actually, we might need that soon. So it's kind of like its own little ecosystem of networking. You don't really have to worry too much about sending people to a website in order to like book a call or whatever. Like you can do it all within LinkedIn. And actually, that's how I find most of my business works is like, I don't send people to my website until they, they want to book a call. And then I'm like, oh, this is my booking page. Or if it's for um, interviewing them as a podcast guest, same kind of thing. Oh, here's my booking page, right? Um, I'm not going to talk about LinkedIn Live because a lot of people don't have access to it yet. I use it and I'm still learning and playing around with it. I might talk about it more when it's accessible to more people. But at the moment, it's still kind of something that you have to apply for. Um, and to apply for it, you need to kind of demonstrate that you've been doing video content a lot. So that's what I kind of did. I've been doing a lot of video content on LinkedIn and applied for it and then got accepted. But now I don't, I only do LinkedIn lives as the video component on LinkedIn. Um, which, you know, I don't know if that's the right thing or not, but I'm just finding that the biggest thing with LinkedIn is it is really a relationship building tool. So I want the most amount of people in my audience to see my content. I get messages all the time, people saying, love your content. It's a good conversation starter. Uh, and I just I just think it's an awesome, awesome platform for conversation. If you're focused on conversation and discussion and collaboration, LinkedIn is great. If you just kind of want people to be like reaching back out to you and being like, yeah, I want to do business with you straight away, that's that's an unfair expectation to have of any social media platform. So I like to finish off the, I mean, you know, this is my second Monday motivation episode, but I do want to finish these episodes off with like some actions that you can take this week. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to have a look at your LinkedIn profile. Do you have a banner? Do you have a clear headline of what you do? Have you put featured links in your LinkedIn profile page? Have you got, you know, experience that kind of is clear to, to demonstrate what it is you do? And then also, have you put like the services that you provide? If you're uh, looking for business, if you're a business looking for business, have you listed the services that you provide in your LinkedIn profile? This is a great time to do this. A lot of people have time on their hands at the moment. So look at ways that you can optimize your LinkedIn profile. Second thing I want you to do is start looking at making valuable connections with people maybe put make it like a daily habit so just like I'm going to reach out to five people every day who I think are the types of people that I want in my network because they could be a good customer they could be a good collaborator uh there's ways that I think we could do business together just keep it to five because if it's five you can actually have a quality conversation with five people a day if you start going to like 20 or 50 you can't do that and that's when you look at automation tools and I just don't go down that path. It doesn't, it doesn't work in my opinion. And then the third thing I want you to do is if you haven't started posting, I want you to at least do two posts this week. So it could be that one post is something that you've written or that you think. It could be a short text post. It doesn't have to be an article. We didn't talk about articles today, but the LinkedIn algorithm doesn't really optimize for articles. So there's ways around that, but um, it's, I actually find it's just so much more valuable to just write a text post. 
So if there's space limits, but just be brief, right? So you could be a text post, it could be a photo, it could be um, a video. But what I want you to do in that post is make sure you use relevant hashtags and make sure that you talk about the problem that people are looking to solve. So think about one of your big frequently asked questions, write a post or record a post about that. Doesn't have to be complicated. The second post might be something that you want to actually share that someone else has written. The key is don't reshare the post because reshare posts just really don't go anywhere. It works a little bit better if you put text above the reshare post, but it's still not great. So what I would do instead is share a link. So if someone wrote an article that you thought was great or, you know, there's some insight that you want to share, just like share the link um, and write an original post from you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're kind of like, whoa, this is like too much, this feels overwhelming, reach out to me, send me a message on LinkedIn, tell me that you heard uh, this episode and tell me what your questions are about it and we can always have a chat as well. So that's it for me for your Monday motivation. I hope you found this useful. If you did, please share it with people who you also think might find it useful. Uh, Subscribe. And when I say subscribe, I just mean whatever platform you're listening to this on. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, hit follow, right? Like it just means that you'll know when I'm putting up my next podcast. Uh, Final, final thing. I say this every time, but if you enjoyed this, if you're like, I would have paid someone money to like do this LinkedIn session with me. It was super valuable. Cup of coffee would be awesome. So you can go to my Kofi page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Kress. Uh, you can buy me a cup of coffee as like just a one-off thing. You can do it as a once a month thing. Either way, it would be really great and really appreciated. I feel like this work is worth a cup of coffee. I'm drinking one right now from the early bird down at Wollongong and I'm very happy that Demi Lynch shouted me this coffee. Appreciate it, Demi. Have an awesome start to the week and I'll be back with another episode on Wednesday.